Welcome to Public Health Plus, the bonus episode. I'm MJ. And I'm Cass. As you know, the U.S. drinking age is 21, which is significantly higher than many other countries. Yeah. Granted, some countries ban alcohol altogether. But, you know, barring those countries, U.S. drinking age at 21 is significantly higher than most countries. The most common age is 18 or 19, depending. I think Canada's 19, right? Yeah, but we're hovering around the age of being an adult, a legal adult, is when people typically say, okay, you can drink now. And some countries also, if you are with your parents, you can consume at least a little bit of alcohol at younger ages also. They sort of remove the, it's not like a stigmatized, ooh, this is bad, so like I'm going to go out and, you know, engage in copious amounts of teen drinking. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's also some countries, I think uh, these countries may be the ones that you're referring to. Spain, Portugal, and Germany has a drinking age of 16. And there are a handful of countries where there is no legal drinking age at all. This is not to say that, you know, they're feeding infants alcohol, <laughs> I think. This is just to say that there's no legal, nothing on the books that says you can't drink alcohol until you reach a certain age. But at 21, we are definitely one of the highest drinking age uh, in the world. Yeah. Is that a good thing? And I've always thought to myself, 21 was such an awkward year because you have like essentially three quarters of people in college can drink and one quarter of people in college can drink. Legally anyway. Yeah, legally anyway. But that was just super weird. I don't know why it's 21. And but I think but they said it a while back with the idea that by raising the drinking age until people are 21, their concept is it will reduce uh, underage drinking and effects of underage drinking. That was kind of their idea. Yeah, so it used to be 18. For a long time, it was 18. Some places it was 19. There was a, a mishmash across states, which is something we've talked about before, where inconsistencies across states, so teens in one state where the drinking age, let's say, was 20, and they were 18, would go to a, a nearby state and they would drink, or people would go up to Canada, for example. That was something that, uh, like growing up in Washington State, a lot of people would drive up to Canada when they turned 19 and, and drink. But I don't know why 21 was chosen. But once 21 was chosen, the federal government had to put incentives in place for states to change their laws because the federal government didn't have the authority to change it. And so they tied it to federal highway dollars. Basically, they said, you can keep it mm -hmm. at a lower amount if you want, but if you don't raise it up to 21, we'll withhold highway dollars, which I think we may have touched on in a prior episode. Yeah, a little bit just in passing, but that's exactly the strategy that they used. It was a, sort of like a soft encouragement or enforcement where you could. It was like a kind of like a carrot incentive, but the incentive was, yeah, we won't give you the carrot if you don't do the thing. Right. And as we know, money is important. So pretty much all states said, fine, fine, we'll do it. And there we have it. The legal age of alcohol consumption is 21 in this country. And their idea was to, you know, raising the, the drinking age was to lower underage drinking, was to lower the amount of alcohol-related incidents and accidents and deaths. But the more I dug into this, the more cloudy the evidence seems. We sort of talked about this when it comes to fluoridated water. Like we simply just don't have enough concrete evidence to say definitively whether fluoridated water is quote unquote safe. And I think it's a similar case here. We don't have a very strong definitive evidence base to say that raising the drinking age to 21 is like a good thing. What we could say is that there is no evidence favoring lowering the drinking age, right? So this is a distinction, like a scientific method's evidence distinction I want to make. Not having evidence to lower something does not mean there's evidence in favor of something. Right. Now, that's a really good point. And I actually was just thinking about something that you just commented on, which was only a quarter of college students are legally allowed to drink. If the drinking age was 18, that same thing would apply, but for high schools. Oh, I see. And so I think the concern was having 
high school age people who could drink, they might be seniors in high school able to buy alcohol and could they then be supplying alcohol to younger teenagers. So I wonder if that had something to do with it. Even younger teenagers, right? Maybe, but um, again, the evidence is very muddled. And as of today, we don't have enough evidence to say definitively, yes, we should lower it at 18. So for the foreseeable future, it's going to stay at 21 because the evidence is just too cloudy. The pros of having a higher drinking age is, like I mentioned before, it lowers underage drinking and it reduces alcohol-related injuries and death. And that's pretty much the main thing they have going for it. I found a lot of cons online. But again, like these cons are not definitive to the point where it really supports lowering it to 18. But I do find them very interesting. So, for example, one of the cons that uh, a researcher highlighted was even though you lowered alcohol related incidents for that age group, the total has not changed. Right. It just shifts it to the older group who can drink. Yeah, it just shifts it to a higher age group. That's one of the thing that and this is pretty we have a pretty good gist on like the total number of death hasn't changed. It's just sort of shifted out of that age group. And it's not like people from 18 to 21 don't drink. Like, come on, people drink, yeah. right? From 18 to sure. 21, that's just the thing in college. It is also incredibly hard to enforce, especially on college campuses for the, for the reason that I mentioned earlier. And this is one of the things that uh, people who are in favor of lowering it to 18, this is their main argument, which is by shifting it to 21, you're essentially encouraging unsupervised drinking behavior. And that could lead to unsafe drinking behavior like binge drinking. Their argument is that by making it 18, you basically are giving these legal adults, mind you, legal adults, the ability to sort of not have to hide their drinking habits and therefore lead to like a more normalized and, you know, better drinking behavior. I don't remember the number, but it had something to do with Olympic sized swimming pools. Like that was how much alcohol college campuses consumed in a particular time period. And it just really stuck with me. Like I know how big an Olympic sized pool is. Like I've seen them. Right. They're huge. In the Olympics, I've seen them in, in swimming meats, right? Yeah. They're ginormous. Yeah. I'm huge. just thinking about how much alcohol that is. And a lot of that is probably being consumed by people who are not the legal drinking age. Right. And as you know, teenagers are just from being a teenager yourself in the past and just and having teenagers, having teenagers, you know, you can't just say, oh, you can't do this. Although my children are perfect. <laughs> of course, you can't just tell teenagers or young adults like, hey, you can't do this and expect them to not do it. Oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. So the advocate is like, hey, like we know they do it anyway. And because it's the legal age is 21, they're probably doing it unsupervised and not safely. So and that's their main argument. But, you know, as I said, we don't have enough clear evidence to support any like formal efforts to lower it to 18. The evidence is just too muddled. Yeah. And I'm certainly not advocating for changing the age because of the reasons you were just articulating. But I do think it's really important for people to keep in mind that just like the other laws that we have in place, there is often an inequitable yeah. application of laws. And I'm broadly grouping together now um, underage drinking with drug use, right? So if, or even just sticking on underage drinking, if, you know, we hear all the time, oh, these, you know, young white boys or, you know, teens were arrested and it was just boys being boys, you know, they were out drinking, they, you know, they crashed or whatever they did. Oh, it's, you know, there's just boys being boys. But if those were black teenagers, that would not have been the reaction. And so this is just yet another opportunity for laws to be inequitably applied based on demographics and geography. Yeah, again, that's a very good point you brought up. And that's also one of the advocates for lowering to 18 also brought this up as well is that we know these laws are not being applied equitably. 
And until we can address that, um, keeping it at 21 essentially means a lot of young minorities and young people of color, they just get subjected to these drinking laws inequitably. But anyway, so I just thought this was an interesting issue because I've always wondered why it's 21, because I grew up in Taiwan and the legal drinking age, I believe, is 18 or 16 there. And I think I briefly looked this up, but I think per capita of drunk driving incidents uh, is not too dissimilar. And this goes to a previous point that the total hasn't changed. You just shifted out of that age group. But, you know, my two cents on this is, you know, if at 18, we could join the army and we're legally responsible for many things, including like a child or, you know, in some states we can gamble and smoke. But for some reason, we can't drink until we're 21. Like that's my that's my two cents on this. Well, there actually is a really concerted effort to raise the smoking age to 21. Why not? Because there is a lot of development in the brain that occurs between 18 and 21. And if you expose that to alcohol, if you expose it to other drugs, it can impact that development. So there is a push, although I I do appreciate your point because that's why the voting age was lowered to 18. Because people said, if you are old enough to go to war, you should be old enough to vote for who may send you to war. Sort of that has uh, has worked the other way. But it's an interesting age, right? We think about other age cutoffs. So for example, you can't rent a car until you're 25. Um, that's because of risk-taking behaviors and, and accident rates. Like there are actuary tables that insurance people use to say, oh, you, you are less safe until the age of 25. That's why men pay higher car insurance rates up to the age of 25 compared to women. So there there are some other age-based things, but 21, I agree, seems like a... Just weird. It's an interesting age to decide, like, that's the cutoff. But I do think, um, hearkening back to Thursday's episode, that it's ironic, maybe, <laughs> or just a funny coincidence that the 21st Amendment is what repealed the 18th Amendment yeah. um, prohibition. And the legal drinking age is 21. So, yeah. So let us know what you think about having a drinking age at 21. Come back on Thursday for our regularly scheduled programming and drink responsibly. Drink responsibly.